we learn so much about John's Christology through seven statements that he writes, beginning with the words, I am. We call them the I am statements, those of us who are Bible nerds. What these statements do is they further our understanding of Jesus' work in the world. They also bring up the Old Testament echoes. You, you can hear Exodus chapter 3. Greg, if you, if you read John, you're going to hear Exodus chapter 3. Y'all remember Exodus chapter 3, verse 14. I won't turn there. Moses is called to... I don't want to say lead God's people, serve God's people. And Moses, before he does it, he was like, God, what if they want to know who sent me? Who are you? God just said, tell them I am. But I am. And then he said, tell them I am sent you. So I am in Judaism is unquestionably understood as a name for God. When Jesus made the I am statements claiming attributes of deity, he was identifying himself as God. So, he ain't just a prophet. He as far as I'm concerned, I, I ain't here to argue, but he, he's he more than the man upstairs. That sounds like a landlord. Jesus is God. We living in a world now where that's getting fuzzy. If you come to the factory, it ain't that I say it. He, he, he says it. So today, since we're in the I Am series, I want you to know that he am the good shepherd. He am the good shepherd. Father, thank you. Because I need somebody to lead me. I need somebody to guide me. I, I need somebody to feed me. I need a pastor. I need rest. I need to be led beside still waters. When I, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I, I need somebody who can, who, can, who, can, who, can, who can navigate what I can. So, yeah, I need the good shepherd. So I want to glorify you now. Thank you for teaching me that my job is not to perform for for anybody. Thank you that I feel so good knowing that I'm just going to get to talk about what you said. I don't want to do anything more. So may I decrease. May you increase. Holy Spirit, do what I can't do. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
We're in the same chapter that we were in last week. Last week, Jesus said, I am the gate. I, I am the gate. And then he went on. It's in verse 9. He says, I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved. So are we, are we at the Presbyterian Church? Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Whoever enters by me will be saved. We got three people that say, whoever enters by me will be saved. Don't mean to be disrespectful, but Jesus, my question is, how? How? How, how, how? If you come here, you're going to learn quickly. I'm not that deep. I'm not that profound. If you want to know how, you're going to hear the same thing if I live to be 100. How? He died. <laughs> We're going to see... Later on, he didn't just die, but he lay his life down. 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 They ain't laying down. He lay his life down. Wasn't a drive-by cross shooting. He, and let me say it this way, he made a choice. So uh, if you would just allow me just for the day, just kind of pretend I'm Jesus, just for the day. We know I'm not. <laughs> Jesus wouldn't look like a golf caddy. <laughs> Jesus died. And, and I'm going to pretend I'm him, and I'm going to say this to you. Don't let the dying fool you. I'm still the good shepherd. I'm, I'm the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd, number one, who cares. Who cares. Who cares. It's verse 11. He says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Eric, we've read this stuff so much. That I wish I was in a Pentecostal church because that's already stuff to run up and down the aisles for. He, he laid down his life for the sheep. By the way, it's okay to run here. It's okay to shout here. It's okay to scream here. It's really okay to lift your hands, even if you lift them like this, even if you put them down here, even if you're doing jumping. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We came to have church. We ain't at the library. Let me say it again. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and does what Keith would do if he saw a wolf. <laughs> uh, 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 I don't have time to love animals. Don't tell me your dog don't bite. How does he eat? 
anyway, anyway, he sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand, meanwhile, runs away because the hired hand, he, he's spelling it out. He does not care for the sheep. Hey, hey, I, this ain't in my notes, but, but, but I like how honest the Bible is. It just tells he don't care. <laughs> I worked security in college. Can you I had a, a, like a sheriff's suit on. That's how I made my money in college. Here's what I knew. If anybody break in this building for minimum wages, they have all these computers. <laughs> Oh, like, I make whatever minimum wages was, they gave me a dime over. Uh, uh, so, uh, you can, I'll help you pack it. If you got a gun, I'll help you pack this compact, uh, this IBM. Because I'm barely making enough to put gas in my car. I don't care. I worked at Dean Witter. I don't care about Dean Witter. You need to know... And I'm talking to us church people. It's good to know, Jerron, when somebody don't care about you. I'm not saying you treat them bad, but it's good to know. The older I get, I've come to realize, man, some people that be smiling at me, they talking about me. By the way, I ain't even mad. It's just good to know that if hell break loose, they gone. I'm sorry to do this. Stand up, Miko. Stand up. Stand up real quick. This Miko right here. Here's what I know. <laughs> if something jumps off in here today, <laughs> you ain't running. You with me, right? I've seen you fight. I don't need an armor bearer. I got Miko. And it's good to know, I like that he sit behind me. <laughs> anyway, this ain't in my notes. Because I know this dude. Jesus just telling the truth. The hired hand doesn't care. Man, oh, I didn't want to say this. Man, I know a couple of pastors Downs, it's not that they're bad. You can get to a point you're jaded. You don't care that people are going to hell, and we just want to preach. The thing that saddens me more than anything as a pastor is when people uh, that come here, they won't do what the Word says because I care. Sometimes they get mad at me or text me. I, I just want us to do this book, to follow the shepherd. Let's juxtapose the two. You got the hired hand, you got the good shepherd. You got the hired hand, you got the good shepherd. The Bible says that, uh, the hired hand, he leaves. The good shepherd lays. Oh, he he. he the hired hand leaves, the good shepherd lays. The hired hand doesn't own these sheep. If you keep reading the text, the Bible, Jesus says, they're my own. They, they, Jesus owns me. <laughs> I, I belong to him. He belongs to me. The hired hand sees danger, and he dips. 
Y'all know what dip means? He dips. Uh, uh, the good shepherd sees danger, and he dies. <laughs> Hired hand causes snatching and scattering. Uh, the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Let me say it this way. He's selfless. It ain't about him. Yet, it's all about him. Caring will make you lay down your life for the one whom you care. I just like being honest. That's just e easy for me to do that. I, I, I ain't got to figure out what lie I told. You know what I mean? So can I be honest with y'all? Uh, like if a wolf was to come up in here now... <laughs> A couple of y'all, I, I probably, you, if it depends on me, you probably gone. Not because I, I'm mean, but I don't know you. And, and uh, I know you don't like hearing this, but, but here's what I've learned. Everybody who comes here and say I'm their shepherd ain't correct. I'm, I'm only your shepherd if you embrace being a sheep. So, so here's what I also know. If a wolf was to come up in here and mess with the lady in the black and the green, then even if I got to die, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow that wolf's house down. Uh, be, 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 because, because caring will make you lay down your life for the one whom you care. I like having Miko here, Dennis here. I grew up, this is my cousin. I grew up in a neighborhood. It's in my book, by the way. I wrote a book about my dad. You can get it. In the book, I tell the story. In my neighborhood, my next-door neighbor was legendary, Hoyt McDuffie. <laughs> Hoyt raised killer dogs. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, when the Michael Vick thing happened, I lived in Chicago. Just being honest, I was like, so what's the big deal? Let me tell you why, because that's how I was raised. I was raised, I saw Hoyt fight dogs. I thought, it, and my boss in Chicago said, hey, don't go around telling people. I didn't know. I didn't know. Hoyt had a dog, Doberman Pinscher, named Ben. These dogs were legendary in our neighborhood. He had a mutt named Bigfoot. Bigfoot was undefeated. He would literally terrorize other dogs. I've seen them have to pour hot water on him so he would unlock his jaw. Some of y'all look devastated. <laughs> I tell you, people die going to hell. It don't mean much, but uh, dog kill another dog. <laughs> And I, you know, I don't think that's good myself. And then he had a German shepherd that was beautiful named Sam. And these dogs, Miko, they were legendary in our neighborhood. They, they, were, they were mythological. Uh, and, and, and in my neighborhood where I come from, uh, you tie your dog. Preach. To the tree. Sorry. You tie him to a tree. And if he was fortunate, he got a cage. Uh, if you had a little money, uh, he got a cage. 
and, and our dogs ate collard greens and black-eyed peas and cornbread. And, and my dog seemed he seemed happy with it. I didn't know what Perino was till I moved to Atlanta. But these dogs were legendary. And you knew sometimes they would break their chain. They would break their collar. Here's how you knew. You saw all the kids running. You, you knew Ben has jumped out of the cage. Sam has broken the leash. And, 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 so, and so I remember one evening, my younger brother Stacy is running because Sam, the German shepherd, had got loose. And, and, and I'm watching it, but I'm the hired hand. <laughs> and I will not step in because I don't care. Uh, and, and I'm watching Stacy run, and he's yelling and screaming. Sam's a long way from him, but Sam is closing ground. And Stacy is running to the house yelling and screaming. Meanwhile, I'm wondering if we got insurance. <laughs> and, and, and Sam gets closer and closer and closer, and he's so low, and he's growling, and he's barking. And I was like, Stacy is gone. But in the nick of time, true story, my daddy, Willie Norman, it had to be God's providence, Greg. I don't know where he came from. He stepped out from the back of the house, stepped in between Stacy's enemy, <laughs> and life and death. He stepped in between. Why? He cared. He cared. He wasn't a hired hand. He cared. Keith was going to let Stacy die. Daddy cared. Daddy didn't care about Sam being vicious. Daddy stepped in because he cared about Stacy. Daddy didn't care about Sam's speed, his agility, his reputation in the neighborhood. Who Daddy cared about was my brother Stacy. Daddy seemed oblivious to the fact that Sam might attack me. Why? Because he was preoccupied with caring for his son. I love Jesus. He just tells the truth. Jesus says in verse 13, the hired hand runs. Why? He doesn't care. When people leave you, this ain't in my notes, praise God. Because <laughs> you know you can, you can differentiate who really cares about me when hell breaks loose. So when people leave, you need to know, okay, I thought they cared. The, the hired hand runs, Marcia, because he doesn't care. Here's what I know about the hired hand. He's hired. So that means he making some money. Here's what that means. He might be simply doing it for their check. Here's what I know about the hired hand. He's getting paid. Here's what I know about Jesus. Jesus doesn't care because he is paid. He paid because he cares. 
Let me say that again. Jesus doesn't care because he's paid. He paid because he cares. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, you were bought with a price. You know who paid the price? Jesus. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, You were ransomed, not with perishable things like silver or gold, not with the $20 bill, not with the $100 bill, but with the precious blood of Christ. Matthew 20, 28 says, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus paid. Why? It ain't rocket science. He cares. So, 11.55. When is the last time you took 30 seconds to sit down and ponder that Jesus cares for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're so busy scrolling, we missed that the Savior of the world <laughs> cares. We're so busy streaming that we, we, we take, I'm talking about church people, we take for granted that, 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 that the carer of all caregivers cares for me. Here's what I know. If you just sit back and contemplate that, your stress levels will go down. So what I'm going to do, if it's okay, I'm going to give y'all 30 seconds just to reflect on the king of all kings cares for me. I'll count it. Twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. The good shepherd cares. You ought to point to yourself and say, for me. By the way, that's why the enemy hasn't snatched you, because Jesus has been busy caring for you. That's why the devil hasn't devoured you, because the enemy did better than Willie. Uh, Willie stepped in between a German shepherd and, and Stacy. Jesus stepped in between death, hell, and the grave, and us. He cares for you. Hey, hey, let me make it personal. Even when I didn't care for him, he cared for me. Even when I wasn't preaching, even when I don't get up. There are some mornings I get up, I don't even pray, and he still cares for me. There are some days I go on like I caused the sun to rise, but he still cares for me. Some days I'm filled with pride. Some days I'm filled with me. I'm all about me, but he still cares for me. If I told y'all some of the crazy sins I've committed in my life, and he still cares for me. Hallelujah. And it ain't some hallmark 
corny Karen. I ain't talking about some corny baby face Barry Manilow, Lionel Richard Karen. I'm talking about Karen. He said, I'll lay my life down. <laughs> so if you wonder why I act a fool, if you wonder why I bless him with the fruit of the lips, if, you ever, if I ever get back in the gym and you see me walking in the gym with my hands lifted, it's because I know he cares for me. And I, and I can't worry about what you think. I, I, I know he cared for me because he died for me. And, and by the way, by the way, here's the best part. You don't have to perform for him. Man, this is the 11 o'clock. This is the 11 o'clock. It's some jacked up folks in here. But he cares for all of us. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, I smell that weed. But he cares for you. Look at that neighbor and say, you smell like the club. But he cares for you. You had an abortion. We don't advocate that here, but he cares for you. You a man struggling with, do I sleep with another man or do I sleep with a woman? I, 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 I'm, I'm here to tell you, get a wife. But even if you're struggling, he cares for you. I lay down my life for the sheep. Don't let the dying fool you. He says, I, I am the good shepherd, and I died because I care. I'm the good shepherd, number two, who does community, who does community, who's all about kinship, who's all about relationship, who's all about connection. It's verses 14 through 16. He says, I am the good shepherd, listen to this community piece. He said, I know my own, <laughs> and my own, they know me. Anybody in the room, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I keep stopping, but you're glad you're his own? <laughs> he said, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and listen to what he says again, and I laid down my life for the sheep. He says that three times. He wants us to get that part. And I laid down my life for the sheep. We're talking about community. Verse 15, Jesus says, the Father knows me, and I know him. Community, relationship. He's saying, I have a, a peculiar knowledge of God the Father. But here's what I like. He says, but uh, guess what? I know y'all too. I, I know my sheep. Uh, I, I know you. He'd want me to tell you that. I, I know you. He, he, he would want me to tell you, I know the hairs on your head. I, I, I know every cell in your body. I know the nucleus. I know the cytoplasm. I know the chromosomes. I, I, I know the nucleolus. I, I know the ribosomes. I, I, I know all of you. 
But it gets gooder. Because we his sheep, we know him. (laughs) So do I have to yell and scream to get y'all to feel this thing? Let me say it again. We know him. Now, if I name drop, if I name drop somebody else, if I said I know Jay-Z, some of y'all would be like, what, real? No, I didn't say Jay-Z. I know J.C. Let me name drop him. We we name drop the wrong people. Uh, uh, You more excited about Jay-Z and you in the beehive and all of that stuff, about to get stung. But, but, But I know Jesus. Y'all, y'all don't hear me. <laughs> I found love on a two-way street. I know him. He knows me. He loves me. I love him. Me and Jesus Christ. We like men. Uh, uh, that dude and Mrs. Jones, they had a thing going on. Me and Jesus. Anybody other than me? We got a thing going on. Me and Jesus. We meet every day, every morning, and we rendezvous, and I walk with him, and I'm talking about Jesus. I didn't say Socrates. I didn't say Plato. I know Jesus, not King Charles. Anybody other than me? I know Jesus. And and I got chills through my body this week because I got sobered. There was a time I didn't know Jesus. I want you to think about that. I'm preaching today. By the way, I praise God for it, but that ain't what I'm most happy about. I'm happy I know him. If I lose my voice and can never preach again, there was a day I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know community. I didn't know salvation. I didn't know what it was like to walk with him and talk with him and commune with him and not have to worry and not have to fret and not have to worry how my bills going to get paid. Now I know him and it sobers me to think I could have died not knowing him. I'm skipping a point, but that's okay. Let's get down to verse 16. Maybe I ain't supposed to say it this service. Verse 16. But let me say this. Community will make you lay down your life for family and for future family. The future family part is, is good. The future family part is good. <laughs> let me say it one more time. Community will make you lay down your life for family and for future family. That's what community will do. Caring will do the same thing. Community will do the same thing. Because community and caring, they hold hands. Anybody familiar with the fire in Hawaii, in Maui? Uh, My wife loves Dateline News. She was watching a couple of weeks ago, watching it. Go ahead and put the clip on the screen. And... She's watching. There's a husband and a wife. They're escaping the fire. You hear me? The fire is tearing up everything behind them. You see how the trees are blowing. You've seen the pictures on the news. They're trying to get out of town. 
That's what they're trying to do. I turn the volume down because it's kind of, uh, 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 it's got some language in it that you don't need to hear. Because they're trying to get out of town, but the husband sees a fire at somebody's house in his community. And what does he do? He gets out of the truck, doesn't know the people. They're just in his community. Y'all already missing me. And, and he puts water on the fire. Why? Because that's what community will, will do. Community will sacrifice uh, uh, just because you in the same community. Man, the neighborhood I grew up in, we watched each other's back. Verse 16, again, it'll make you lay down your life for family, but also for future family. We're talking about future now. Jesus says, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fall. I must bring them also, future tense, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be future tense one flock, one shepherd. Verses 1 through 5 we read last week. I got to read them again. They read this way. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs up in another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Verses 1 through 5, the sheepfold that those sheep are led out of is Judaism. Jesus calls his own sheep from that particular fold to his own flock. The sheep that remain in the pen are unbelieving Jews. This stuff you probably should even be writing down. This is kind of a big deal. So verse 16, who is Jesus talking about? These future sheep that he has a vision for. It's simple. He seems to be referring to the Gentile. Okay. Okay. So y'all don't understand what I just said. So there were some folks that wasn't in the fall who... Who, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me just bring it down, Elberton level. Who is the Gentile? Uh, maybe not all of us, but, 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 but Keith ain't Jewish. I, 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 I'm Gentile, but, 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 but he made room in his family <laughs> for me. For me. He's trying to bring, he, he's gonna, he ain't trying. He's bringing them all together. To make us one. I want the black folks to say it. I want the white folks to say it. I want the Latin folks to say it. I want the Asian folks to say it. He wants us to be one. I'm going to say it again. During the election season, he wants us to be one. When you read a Facebook post that you don't like, he wants us to be one. So much so that he lay his life down. And we arguing about skin color. <sighs> Write this down. Too often we make community and exclusivity synonymous. Jesus doesn't. 
Let me say that again. Too often we make community and exclusivity synonymous. Jesus doesn't. Let me give you an example. Let me say it this way. When we have a good community, a lot of us, we don't want nobody else in it. Shoot, I've, I pay HOAs. Uh, and I know if they move in here, they ain't going to cut their grass. Because they got that non-cutting grass spirit on them. I can... And my property value, because that's what I care about. Now, they got a soul, but my property value. <laughs> uh, I know a lady one time, nice lady. She grew up right here in Woodstock. She still lives here. She is not happy. Apparently, Woodstock has changed over the years. And, and, and she remembers when she could drive down Main Street, the street here, Canton Highway, and, and no traffic. And, and, and she, she's not happy that it's growing, and now the traffic, and now this. See, we, we like community and exclusivity together. Some of us, like, I grew up in a certain neighborhood, and now I want to move in a neighborhood where them kind of people, you know them kind of people. <laughs> yeah, my, I'm, I'm good. Let me play for y'all. We don't want them kind of people in our neighborhood. We don't want them kind of people sometimes in our country. Sometimes we don't want whoever they is at our church. Right now, right now, if I call the worship team up here and they sang and they started running around this church with tambourines, it would be some of y'all's last Sunday because that ain't what you do. You want us to be the same. Yeah, if somebody open up speaking in tongues right now. <laughs> Let me go on. Let me move on. Jesus seeks not to make community exclusive, but expansive. Thank you. Let me say it this way. Jesus ain't cold. Jesus ain't aloof. Jesus ain't sedity. Jesus ain't impersonal. Jesus ain't distant. Jesus ain't detached. Let me say it one final way. He loves everybody. I, I, that sounds cliche. It sounds cliche, don't it? Uh, he, he cares for everybody. So when he was on the cross, he, he wasn't just dying for preachers. When, when he was on the cross, he wasn't just dying for the moral majority. When he, when he was on the cross, he wasn't just dying for people that practiced the social gospel. He cares for everybody. Black folks, yep. White folks, yep. Pink folks, yep. Yellow folks, yep. Tan folks, yep. Folks that we don't know what color they are. He cares for, he cares for everybody. Y'all, and, and, and I'm telling you, we said that so much that we don't get it. We want, we want community, but we want exclusivity. So we moved in a subdivision that's got a gate. And we think the gate going to protect us. And I preached about the real gate last week. But you think a homeowner's association-induced gate will protect you better than the gate that gives you eternal life? So what I'm asking now is for everybody that lives in a nice neighborhood to move. 
<laughs> I just want to see if you're going to walk this thing out. Mm-hmm. Or Saturday's my birthday. Maybe give us that house. Don't let the dying fool you. I'm the good shepherd who lives to walk with you. I live to talk with you and to hear your prayers and to hear your cries and to have a relationship with you. And then finally, I am the good shepherd, my favorite point, who calls the shots. I look at your neighbor and say, Rick Ross ain't really the boss. Look at your neighbor. Your neighbor want to know who Rick Ross is. Go ahead and tell him. They think that wasn't Rick Ross in the U.S. Open when he played tennis. Rick Ross ain't the boss. Uh, your boss at work ain't the boss. So do me a favor. Do me a favor. Stop kissing uh, up to him. Let, let's look at the boss. Can we look at the boss real quick? The one who calls the shot. Look at verse 17. He says, for this reason, the father loves me. Look at what he says again, third time. He says, because I lay down my life. Y'all think he wants us to get that? In order, uh-uh, to take it up again. <laughs> I wish I had a shouting church. I wish we had a Hammond B3 organ. He says, no one, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down. Of whose accord? It's my prerogative. I can do. He, before Bobby Brown, it was his prerogative. He can do. I lay it down of my own accord. And if you don't see what I see, Jesus, I don't know any other way to say it, is straight up flexing. <laughs> he popping, he popping his all. I'm telling, read the text. Listen to what he says. He says, I have power. I got it like that. To lay it down, but shoot, I got power to pick it up. He flexing. He, 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 he said, I have received this command from my father. Do you ever thank him, not just for dying, but for choosing to die? It wasn't haphazard. It was a choice. Amen. It wasn't an accident. He didn't get shot in a drive-by and he wasn't ready. He, no, 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 no. He, he knew when he stepped out of heaven. Matter of fact, let's rewind. Before he stepped out, he, he always knew. He knew. So this thing was not an accident. He calling the shot. Uh, he chose to do it. So because he has power to pick it up, he can rewind and say, I got power to lay it down because I can see through this thing. I can see through the cross. One day I'm going to pick it up. It ain't even going to be long. It's going to be three days. I'm going to pick this thing up. Uh, I'm gonna, I got my watch set. I'm going to be early. They're going to come here looking for me. I'm going to be gone. 
going to be gone in power, walking, talking. And, 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 I, and he tells us, I have all authority. So, 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 so when, 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 when they were spitting on him, he had power then. Even then, think about that. When they were slapping him in the face, he had power then. Y'all don't hear me. When they were mocking him and ridiculing him and laughing at him, he had power then. Uh, when they put nails in his hand and nails through his feet, he had power then. When he was hanging in between two guilty dudes, he had power then. He could have called angels. But he said, I'm not going to use my power that way. I'm going to call the shots. And I'm going to go ahead and lay my life down. Uh, Jesus could look through Calvary to kingdom. My 50th surprise birthday party, by the way, my birthday September 23rd. You ain't writing it? You're going to sit on the front row. <laughs> From some of y'all were at my 50th surprise birthday party, literally acting like Santa's bus stopping. Y'all remember? I'm assuming it was Shelly. She made a cardboard cutout of me, brought it here that Sunday, and people took pictures with it. Afterwards, she gave it to me. And I was thinking, what do I need with another key? <laughs> but I took it home as a joke, put it in the hall, just said, we'll keep it a couple days. And we'd walk by and it would scare us. We'd forget, look like a person. <laughs> Two keeps are scary. <laughs> and I said, I'll throw it away. But then I messed up. Just, I ain't bragging. Inga, I got a master's degree. <laughs> oh, y'all don't hear me. <laughs> And what I did was, I knew I wanted a PhD. I'm in school now for PhD. Uh, uh, this ain't honorary. This this workerary. This ain't going online and paying thirty dollars. Uh, but I said, I, I, what I'm gonna do? Instead of throwing old cardboard Keith out, I'm gonna put my cap and gown, my tassel on old Keith. Because some days I want to quit this PhD. And what, and, what, and, and, what, and what I do is I can look through the hell I'm going through. And I'm like, oh, one day I'm going to be doctor, bishop, apostle, pastor, rebel. Keith Norman. Oh, don't call me PK. Call me DK, PK, BK, AK, DBD. And the PhD ain't calling the shots. Me sitting my butt down at my desk doing my work. I'm calling these shots. If you've been here a long time, you already know this. I'm going to be talking about my daddy a lot for the next few years. He, he died a few weeks ago. I'm going to talk about him a lot without apology. My daddy 
If you were at the funeral, you heard this already. He worked two jobs. My, my whole childhood, I moved out at 17. He was working two jobs. And my dad has been old. My dad died at 99. Two hard jobs. Never complained. One of the jobs, he worked seven days a week. I'm not making this up. Holidays, he's, he worked every day. Still went to church. Got somebody to fill in for him on his shift on Sundays. Went to church, came, worked second shift. Never complained. Meanwhile, I'm going to get home and want my feet rubbed and all of this stuff. But my dad would come home. He worked from 7 to 3, his first job. He'd come home. Sometimes he'd plow in the garden before his second job because we were growing our food because the dog need good food. <laughs> so sometimes he would plow, and then he would take a shower, put on his old spice or brood, and, 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 and he'd go to his second job. Many days, almost every day, he'd come home on lunch break. We were little kids. And he would, he would come home. At the time, we had a chair at the front door. I don't know why my mom let us do this, but my two brothers, I've got four brothers, but three of us would stand on the arm of the chair. When dad would come in, by the way, I grew up, I was weaned on wrestling. Wahoo McDaniels, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Tony Atlas, uh, Abdullah the Butcher, Ox Baker, Black Jack Mulligan. Wrestling. Oh, you got that anointing, sir. By the way, the one flaw of my dad, he, he died thinking wrestling was real. <laughs> but anyway, because we watched so much wrestling, man, we, we were fighting every day, wrestling every day. So we would stand on that chair, and daddy would come in for lunch, and we would surprise him every single day. We would jump off the arm of the chair on his neck, and one of us would put him in the cobra clutch. <laughs> He'd raise that hand, and another one would be punching him in the gut. He was surprised, and, and then I liked to, if he went to the floor, I'd put him in the figure four leg lock. <laughs> True story. And this was every day. I'm like, man, my dad ain't smart at all. <laughs> he would come in and be shocked, ooh, and we would, every day, Kenny normally was the gut puncher. I was putting the figure four on him every day. Seemingly, we were hurting him. Apparently, uh, 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 we were weakening him, uh, apparently. But now that I'm old enough, I'll be 54 Saturday, September 23rd. Now I realize, hold on, hold on. Daddy looked like he was losing, but he was calling the shots. He just looked like he was losing. And, 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 and if you don't know, that's all Jesus is saying. It looks like I'm losing, but how can I lose when I'm the one that laid my life down? Oh, I'm playing the picture. 
I'm the main star. Shoot, I'm the director. When I say cut, they got to cut. On the third day, I'm going to say cut. And this thing got to end. And I'm going to get up from the grave. I'm playing the picture. Write this down. Jesus' death. Y'all, at 11 o'clock. Y'all ain't supposed to be standing up. That's the eight. Jesus' death appeared to be happening to him, but he was indeed making it happen. Too often, I view Calvary seeing his problem so much so that I miss his power. Man, too often I've looked at Calvary so enthralled with the sacrifice that right in front of me is the sovereignty. The only reason he sacrificed, he used his sovereignty to do it. He's playing the picture. Here's the problem. Because I magnify the problem of Calvary and not the power of Calvary, I do it in my own life. When a problem comes, I just glorify the problem. I want to text somebody about my problem. I want to call my friend Doug about the problem. Keith, you got the power on your side. He lives in you. Great. Greater is he who's in you than he is in the world. So then, what are you worrying about? Can I ask y'all a question? What hell are you going through? I want you to be real about it. Write it down. Let me ask you another question. Does it have more power than he? Is it a person? Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's your coworker. Maybe it's that kid. Maybe it's that parent. Do it, can I say anything that would have more power than him? then why are you stressing? Why are you tripping? He's calling the shot. Maybe the thing that's happening to you, he's orchestrating. He's letting it happen. He's calling the shot. So now I'm just cool with whatever happens. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I don't feel like being here preaching. I had the best daddy in the world. I want to be on a beach somewhere crying. I'm just being honest. But here's what I know. He'll give me the power because he, he has the power. And whatever hell comes my way, his power is going to be bigger than it. So when I get sad and feel overwhelmed, I, I, I draw on his power. My Bible says in my weakness, his strength. Don't let the dying fool you. I'm the good shepherd who calls the shots. Not trying to be rude. We're landing the plane. Here's my question. So what? So what? So what? You the good shepherd. What you going to do with this truth? He was the good shepherd here. Uh, but in verses 19, 20, and 21, there's some people saying he got a demon. See, him being the good shepherd ain't enough. You got to believe it. Here's the homework assignment. How does being a sheep who follows the good shepherd look for you? I'm talking about practical, pragmatics here. What am I going to do tomorrow because I'm his sheep and he's my shepherd? For somebody, maybe it's love that enemy. For somebody, it's finally calling mama. Yep, she, she, was, she wasn't a good mom. 
but, but, but he, he would lead you as shepherd to reconcile with your mama or your daddy. For some of you, it's, it's finally for real liking your coworker, like for real. <laughs> how, do, how does following Jesus look? Do we want to just come here one day a week? That's how following Jesus looks. Look at verse 19. Again, the Jews were divided because of what? These words. They're divided, Dennis, because he said, I'm the good shepherd. Elena, think about that. Many of them were saying, he has a demon. And he's out of his mind. Why listen to him? Others were saying, these are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? I'm going to ask again, what you going to do with this truth that he's the good shepherd? See, he wasn't their quintessential shepherd, was he? He wasn't their quintessential Messiah that they had in mind. He wasn't the quintessential leader. So they didn't know what to do with him. Some of us are so accustomed to making him in our own image that when he comes in his own image, we don't know what to do with him. He, 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 he says this, I'm the good shepherd. He could have just said, I'm the shepherd. You see that? He says, I'm the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. Here's the problem. Sometimes we're so accustomed to abuse and dysfunction, we don't know what to do with good. Here they are. Good is in front of them. They're saying good got a demon. They said, good out of his mind. You, you could have married good, but you didn't, know, you didn't know what to do with good. You don't know how to date good because you're so used to being cussed out and played and lied to. And you think that means, you think drama means love. It's bad when we don't get good. They think he has a demon because he stood and said, I'm the good shepherd. When, when people can't delineate, they try to put smut on your rep, in the words of Nipsey. They said he has a demon. But in the words of Nipsey again, last time I checked, he comes with proof. Because somebody in that crowd say, hold on now, can't have a demon because he healed that blind dude. <laughs> uh, he got proof. Uh, there's no way. And, 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 and in chapter 9, if you go back, he, he could, whoever, whoever said that couldn't forget the proof. This dude was blind, and the Bible constantly says it from birth, but he ain't blind no more. Why? Because this good shepherd spat on the ground, made some mud cakes, Miko, put it on his eyes and say, now go wash in the pool. And guess what? At the end of chapter 9, dude was saying, proof. We ought to have 15 people in here to say, I'm proof. I'm, I'm proof. As a matter of fact, I used to be blind. 
couldn't find my way. But the good shepherd came, and he was the light in my world, and he led me out of darkness. When I couldn't see my way, he led me out. I used to be lost, couldn't find my way, but the good shepherd came. I'm proof. I'm up here preaching, not because I'm a good preacher. I'm just proof. How many saved people in the room? How, how many saved people? How many saved people? Can I, can I give you one more homework assignment that ain't in my nose? Go home, look in the mirror, and talk to yourself and say, I'm proof. <laughs> Pimples and all. I'm proof. Uh, my nose hair is long, but I'm proof. Uh, my nose is big, but I'm proof. Because Keith Norman, I, Darren, I used to be dead. But he raised me to life. That's what salvation is. <laughs> so what are you going to do about it? The good shepherd laid down his life for you. You ought to tap yourself on the chest and say, for me. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry, for, I, I'm sorry for always pointing you out. Miko, you're in church. No, I'm being serious. I'm being serious because I like Christianity because it's real. Yeah. This dude, that, that was the time we, you weren't thinking, just being honest, you married a lady who preaches, who loves the Lord, who, who will go on Facebook writing about Jesus. Are you kidding me? You're proof, man. He laid down his life for you, and all you did was say, yeah, Dennis, man, this is my cousin. I've known these guys my whole life. Look, you're on the front row. Hallelujah, man. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Go ahead and stand. Come on, worship team. Don't, don't, don't look at your clock. Falcons are not winning. Please don't rush. Please don't rush. What are you going to do? Maybe, maybe you're here and you don't, you don't walk with the good shepherd. Man, you're lost. Did you read what, what I read earlier? He, he, he wants to do community with you. He, he, he's got the sheet door open. The gate is open. Will you come in? The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This ain't rocket science. Last week he said, I'm the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved. This ain't complicated. You just got to say yes. Please. Please come down today and say, you know what? I want to give my life to Jesus. I, I, I want to I make a public proclamation that I believe he came from heaven to earth as God the Son and died for my sins. They put nails in his hand, a crown of thorns on his head. They hung him on a cross. He hung his head and died. But on the third day, he got up. He got up. He got up. Now he sits at the right hand of the Father. Guys, he's God. He is coming back. Maybe you're here today and you've never, ever, ever appropriated that to your life. Would you make today the day that you say, I want to give my life to you? Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Please? Would you come? Would you come? I'm going to assume that everybody here is saved. Would you give God a hand to praise? 
beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ our King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name. Nothing compares to this. The name of Jesus. Let's go back and sing holy. for coming feel blessed you don't have to stay you can if you want we're not going to run away but just know you're released